Investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Uh, it has been said that light is the fastest thing there is in the universe, but that's wrong. No matter how fast light travels, it finds that the darkness has gotten there first and is waiting for it. Our scenario is entitled The Necropolis. It was written by Lee Carr. It's a one-shot that we've run a number of times before, and it's one we like to run for new players to our group and for new players in general. Uh, thus, I will be running the game, and we have five players, some of whom are new to our group. Uh, uh, they were uh, given pre-generated characters and just a little background, which I encourage them to expand on. So why don't we go ahead and we'll introduce them. Uh, guys, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll I'll ask you to say your name and your character and a little bit about your character. So, uh, Julian, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, my character is uh, Samuel Ashton, and I was uh, born in uh, New York City um, to uh, the parents who owned a small uh, series of five and dime stores around the island. Um, I'm it's uh, very interested in anything that is ancient, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Is, is that a good intro, Tom? Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Stuart? Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Stuart. Tonight, I'll be playing Dr. Carl Holden, lead archaeologist. Born in 1874 in Nebraska, moved early with the family to San Francisco, California, graduated with honors from Stanford University, California, 1915, at age 41, moved to Arkham to complete doctorate of archaeology at Miskatonic University while completing master's in Egyptology. Dr. Holden has enjoyed teaching at the university as of late, but jumps at opportunities to be in the field. <clears throat> Recently, I've had the good fortune of being privately funded to work in Egypt. After a long time with no notable findings, I've been granted only one more season of work with an expectation that I produce results or else my funding will be pulled despite my work two years ago with Carter from Tutankhamun fame. The good news is that my current dig seems to be the answer to my prayers as I've uncovered an ancient stone path leading into a cliff face. My companions and I could be on the verge of a big and career-making discovery. Excellent. Mark? Yes, uh, I'm Mark. I'll be playing uh, Professor Connell Annaldi. Uh, I am a linguist fluent in ancient uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. I do some German as well. I studied in Cambridge, and uh, I found that when I was seeking a job, there were limited occupational opportunities. Um, a lot of my time was spent studying and translating certain German texts. Um, but my real passion uh, lies within uh, the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. Um, 
much like Dr. Carl Holden, I've received a letter um, from someone much more fortunate from me uh, asking me to come out on a funded expedition and I'm very fortunate to be a part of. Excellent. Um, Oren? Hello, my name's Oren and I am playing Tariq bin Mohammed Kasim, the crew chief hired by Gideon Upton to run um, the crew at this facility. Um, I am a, um, most of the crew is part of my large extended family and I rule through um, being the uh, major male in our family. And Gary. My name is Gary Welsh and I'll be playing Gideon Upton. I'm a 29 year old ex soldier. I fought in the great war in Egypt and I survived. And now I'm working as the security chief. I was hired by the dilettante Samuel Ashton. And my goal is to make sure uh, we all survive the expedition. There's all kinds of possible dangers here in Egypt. There could be hostile desert tribes, kidnappers, bandits, who knows what. So <clears throat> that's my concern is making sure we all get through this expedition. Excellent. Well, it's hot as blazes in the midday sun, uh, but let's leave the light behind and begin our journey into the darkness. You've put together a good team. Uh, you've worked very well together, the patron, the professor, the archeologist, the soldier, and the crew chief. The sun is hot, the heat oppressive, which is a bit unusual for this time of year. It was just past noon on November 24th, 1924. You've been working tirelessly with shovel, spade, and trowel in the Egyptian Valley of the Kings. Exhaustion has set in, but your reward is at hand. You and your comrades carefully unveil the entrance of an ancient structure buried deep in a cliff face. The contracted laborers have scuttled around you like busy ants, and now at last a doorway is uncovered. You stand proudly at the base of 13 steps, descending into an entryway covered by an enormous stone slab. The laborers have constructed a makeshift pulley system over the excavation, and as you watch, they hoist the hefty slab upwards, revealing a dark passageway. Stale air from the darkness invites you with a promise of untold treasure you excitedly rush inside. You are mere steps away from fame and fortune. The hallway is decorated with hieroglyphs and illustrations, and from where you stand, you can see something glinting gold farther down the passage. And what do you do? This is amazing. Ah, oh, this could be our big break, gentlemen. Do you smell that, friends? That's the smell of opportunity. Let's get right in there. Mr. Ashton. Safety first, safety first, guys. I'm gonna make sure the crew has um, secured that large slab with the appropriate wedges and um, with a pulley system. They are currently working on that. Good, good. Uh, you can see all along both sides of the walls, there are uh, pictograms. Uh, you can see that it seems to depict probably um, moments from the life of whoever is buried here. 
there are a lot of battle scenes going up and down the walls. Uh, you also notice that there are five spots <coughs> on the left-hand side uh, of the wall uh, that have odd-shaped, uh, you'd almost want to say cartouches, but they're blank. And there are five of them along the, the wall on the left-hand side. Or like they haven't been completed yet, maybe. Yeah, except that everything around them has been completed. Um, uh, Doctor, uh, Dr. Holden, do a spot hidden roll. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, quite interested in this. Oh, 80, uh, uh, my kickoff fail. Okay. You notice that on the ground, uh, there are quite a few uh, little limestone chips. Um, your immediate thought is something's crumbling, but when you look to see, I mean, the, the passage isn't in the best condition, but it doesn't seem to explain where these little limestone chips have come from. Uh, they seem to be concentrated mainly in the, the corners uh, against the, the wall and the floor, not like, like in the middle where you're standing. Um, almost like gravel, uh, large, large chunked gravel that had been in this passageway at one point. Have, uh, have, I, have I seen anything like this in, in other digs before? Is this kind of expected, sort of a different type of stone ever so often scattered about, or is this peculiar and standing out? It, um, you've never seen anything like this before, uh, but do an idea roll. And, Out of curiosity, uh, are those chips near the five areas that are missing panels? They seem to be all over inside this passage, mm. although, like I say, mostly concentrated in the, in the, the, the bases of the walls that they're I, laying there. I did an average uh, pass on the idea. It seems like there may have been more in here at one point and that they were cleared away, which leads you to believe it's possible you might not have been the first person in here, uh, which is disheartening. It might be completely cleaned out once you get deeper into the cave. Uh, Gideon, uh, do a spot check. Uh, 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 yes, what is it called? Spot hidden. Spot hidden, yeah. 96. I don't see anything. Okay. Um, you're pretty sure that everything is sound enough. If it's been here for 3,000 years, it's, it's fine. Hmm. Professor Connell, um, you are looking at the, uh, the hieroglyphics and there's a number of strange things that immediately come to mind uh, in the way that they're arranged and uh, in, the, in the pictographs themselves. Um, they definitely depict some, some pharaoh, uh, though he's depicted in a manner you've never seen any other pharaoh depicted. Um, for one thing, uh, he is drawn black. Um, and which immediately would seem to indicate that he's from Upper Egypt, 
which is closer to Ethiopia. Um, but the pigment that's been used is, is really solid black. And that's kind of unusual. Uh, you're eager to find out which dynasty uh, this might have come from because it doesn't, there's things that seem out of place. And as you are looking at these things, uh, all, all the only light at the moment that you have is coming from the doorway itself. You've only stepped a few inches inside. And you can see that farther down the passageway, maybe 30 feet or so down the passageway, there seems to be something in the middle of the passage uh, that is glinting gold. Um, but just, I, just one thing, it's, it's something fairly big, like maybe two or three feet high. Uh, does it seem to be, so obviously the main light source is coming from where we just entered. The right. sunlight. So right. see the reflection of this, does it appear to be coming from any other source of light? No, no, it seems to be just glinting in the, in the sunlight. Uh, the sun's not hitting it, of course, it's just, mm -hmm. um, and with the glare coming from the sun, the midday sun shining down, it's hard to see into the darkness. You know? I, I would like to take out a uh, one of my candles and, and light that to perhaps see. I, okay. And while and while he's doing that, I call for one of my um, sons to bring down um, some light sources that we have on in the um, camp, whether that's torches or um, light flashlights or um, oil lanterns, whatever would be appropriate. Okay. Even better. Um, uh, one of the, the young boys who's, they're, they're all over the camp. They've been helping do things. Uh, he immediately runs. But no sooner does he start to go than you hear one of the workers outside uh, yell in alarm. And you all hear a snapping sound and then a crunch and then the gigantic slab comes sliding down and seals no. the passage with you inside. And for a moment, everything goes totally black, uh, except that Dr. Carl was about to light his, his candle and he manages to get it lit. Um, the, the thunderous boom of it hitting the ground almost knocks you off the ground. There's dust. Yeah. God, is everyone okay down here? Uh, Rabbi Einick. So much for safety. I uh, take out a match and strike it off my boot to give us a little bit more light. Okay. I'll give you light for 30 seconds or less. Uh, the main reason I wanted it was I'm completely uh, engrossed in the pigment of the pharaoh that's being depicted. Mm -hmm. Uh, almost like completely ignoring the slab that's just fallen down. Uh, I'd like to like raise it up a little bit and see if there's like a different texture on the pigment of the pharaoh. Well, it's not a, any different. It's actually bled into the stone. So it's, uh, it's in the plaster of the wall. Okay. Uh, and it's while, completely dry, obviously. It's been dry for a thousand while, years. While this light is... this this match is lit. I'm looking at where, because I'm assuming I've been in some of these tombs before or something like that. 
I'm looking for where I might have seen where they used to keep um, old remnants of torches or um, that type of stuff. Uh, You look around, but you don't see any kind of torch holes or anything like that. Mm. Um, Do do an idea roll. Okay. Um, What is my idea? Is that Intel? Uh, Intelligence, yeah. All right. I got a 61 and I have a 65. So I barely passed. Okay. Well, it, it, it dawns on you that since you don't see scorch marks on the ceiling and possibly to preserve the paintings themselves on the walls, they didn't use torches. Hmm. Possibly used, used reflectors. Right. Hmm. Now, how many workers do we have outside? Oh, a dozen. Okay. Can we hear them uh, trying to lift the slab? Or they do, do a lesson roll. Uh, 39, I just made it. Okay. Uh, you press your ear up against the stone, and you can hear, uh, you can hear, you know, shouts of alarm. So obviously they're, they're doing something. But you also, you think you're hearing some laughter as well. Mm, not good. Mm-hmm. Well, unless it's just nervous laughter. Kazin, Kazin, are you hearing this? Yes, I am. And I'm, do I recognize the, because I know most of the crew. Is it someone I recognize? It's, it's far too muffled mm. through the stone. The stone's probably that thick. I, I, I do not understand. They would not laugh at a situation like this. They're all family. Hmm. Laughing, are you quite sure? Seems rather peculiar. That's what I heard. It doesn't sound like they're being attacked or anything, right? No. Mr. Ashton, uh, what do you suggest we do? Should we, we're here on your dime after all. Should we wait here and see if they can get us out or would you like to keep going? We can, we can certainly go further in if you want. But my understanding about these tombs is there's one way in and one way out. Um, I don't know if there would be an alternative route. Um, the doorway was pretty thick and pretty big. I don't think we could, even with the, all of us, I don't believe we could push it open from inside. No. Yeah, no. definitely not. Do any of us have uh, picks or shovels on us? Just my crowbar. I've got some beef jerky. What did it take to open the slab in the first place? It took them a few hours to uh, to rig up the whole system where they could hoist it up. Now it mm-hmm. proves that it wasn't adequate. So, um, I mean, based on the work, you know that they would have to get more scaffolding or whatever they were using, mm-hmm. um, more rope. Depends if the pulley system broke or not. It would it would take them a few hours. I, I suppose that does bring a question. Tom, um, what does the air smell like? Is it really musty? Uh, it's dusty. Um, uh, it, it's, it, it smells stale, but you, you've gotten kind of a puff of air from opening the tomb. 
um, it feels breathable if, if it's, it, it still has that real dusty sort mm -hmm. of almost um, ozone sort of smell. But, but it doesn't have the, any essence of like there's a draft or anything like that from no. another. Okay, no, the air so is absolutely still. All right, and so in case you were wondering, there's no smell of decay. Well, that would have gone a thousand of years oh, yeah. ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. That wouldn't be that. Yeah, all I have, guys, is uh, I've got my satchel. I've got a trowel, a small brush, matches, and uh, four candles. I, I have nothing that can really help dig or chip away at that door. But, you know, thinking about the the little bits of uh, stuff that were along the wall, if we weren't the first people in here, then maybe there is another entrance. Oh, like maybe the the this area was robbed by by uh, by thieves in the past, or uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out loud. That's, that's a good idea. Uh, Gideon, do uh, an idea roll. You helped a lot with the excavation and you saw quite a few of those little white limestone chips uh, in front of the tomb right. as you were digging. And it did seem to you like the digging was going easier than what you first expected. Uh, if it was 3,000 years and undisturbed, it should have been almost like rock. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't. I mean, it, it, you, you would have expected it to be harder digging. So what would that imply? That it was maybe dug through once and then covered up again? Maybe. Okay. Mm. Which might be good because maybe it's because they found stuff, but they couldn't get it out. and they. Yes. Well, we're kind of stuck in here. Um, out of curiosity here, um, I don't know how much experience I have with these digs, but would I know if there had, would have been another entrance or at least air hole or, you know? Uh, there would be no entrance, uh, other entrance or air holes. Okay. Um, however, this, the cubic, cubic meters of this, you could survive for a couple of days in here with all the air. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not, it's tight. It's not tight. I mean, it's what, maybe 10 feet across, maybe 10 feet high and going, you know, into the mountainside. Well, um, I, would, I would suggest since we have, since I know there's plenty of air in here from experience, I go, it's going to take them hours, if not longer, assuming that every, they have all the equipment there. Um, it could take a day. So I, I would think that we should need to move forward. Well, Kasim, since we can hear them, maybe you can shout some orders, maybe yeah. communicate through the slab. And All right. To try. Okay. I try to shout some orders, see if I get a response. Okay. Um, do a luck roll. Here's your first luck roll. Ooh. Oh, wait. You can hear, when you uh -oh. yell, you can hear someone on the other side, I'll even say it's somebody you recognize from the crew, um, saying, uh, 
you think they're saying that we're going to have to get more equipment, but we're working on it. Okay. Uh, and who is this? Uh, you can make up any name you want. You can make up any name you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mohammed. Okay. That so is said, a good guess. <laughs> yeah. I say Mohammed says they need to get more equipment. So I suspect it's going to be at least another day. Can you ask them why they were laughing? Yeah, I do ask that. I heard laughter through. Uh, what, what was the Your communication issue? with them isn't good enough for uh, details. Hmm. All right. I said, there's over a foot of rock. And I can barely hear them and they can barely hear me. Let's make the most of it. We're in here. It looks like a find of a lifetime. So you are at the, the entrance. Um, the passage goes about 30 feet away from you. So there was something glinting gold. You can't see down there yet because it's, you barely have any light. You've got a candle and the match has gone out. So uh, uh, the, candle, the, ca the candle will last you about four hours. I'm sorry. The candle will last you about one hour. You have four candles. Is that all the lighting we have? We don't have any torches or anything else? Don't. Well, I could improvise by using, and I don't know if I could hold this now, I could probably use my pry bar and if we wrapped like a piece of cloth around it, hmm. uh, maybe a torch. But, you know, that, not real sure how well that would work. Do we have like canteens, water skins, any food with us at all? You have whatever's in your uh, mm -hmm. on your sheet. Oh no, <laughs> I am yeah. very underprepared here. Yeah. All right. Just maybe we should know that what each other has. I say I have a flask of water, some about twenty feet of rope, this crowbar, and a wooden mallet. I have a spatula containing a towel, a trowel, a small brush, matches, and four candles. I have a water flask, a pocket knife, ink pen, notebook, matchbook, and a cigarette case. Any cigarettes in that? <laughs> Probably. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got some beef jerky, pen and pencils, a writing pad, um, a couple of cigarettes and cigars, and what's left of these matches. And I have a 32 revolver loaded with six bullets. I got four spare bullets and a hunting knife. One candle of light. That's so little for five people. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to use all four. Do we want to do light two? I would say only one until for sure. Just we could be here for a while. Yeah, at least yeah. one hour. It just means that some of us are going to have to be in the dark a bit. Yeah, like immobile. <laughs> well, we, we could use your rope, Kasim, to string between us if we wanted to explore further down. True, true. And uh, Dr. Holden could use his candle to light the way. Yeah. And 
being it's the only source of light after a while and maybe our eyes will get adjusted enough to where a candle will do a decent job lighting a room maybe Mm -hmm. and hopefully with a lot of these places if there's stuff left here there may be some um artifacts of wood i hate to um you know destroy them but at the same time point we may need something to make light good idea all right well i'm in charge of security i think i should go first all right i'll go right behind you with the candle all right i'm gonna have my uh, knife out in front of me okay so the passage other than the uh the the pictograms on the walls, uh, the passage goes about 30 feet. And at the end of the 30 feet, uh, the first thing you notice is that there is a large golden chest. Um, uh, Most likely it's wood that's been covered in gold. Uh, You can see that there are precious stones on it. it's setting to one side of a, uh, there is a, there's a barrier wall. Uh, so your, your passage goes down and then there's a wall. Uh, whoever it is has, has chipped about a three foot high hole through this wall. And it looks like they had dragged this chest out. How thick is, is the wall there. and what's it made of? The wall looks like it's maybe three inches thick and it looks like it's made of plaster. Well, they're kind okay. Of plaster. Yeah, so this is definitely just a, a concealment wall, not a structure. There, There is also a, hierog- a, a pictogram on that wall uh, that depicts the pharaoh um, enthroned. And uh, Professor Connell, you can do a uh, well, you and Dr. Holden can do uh, roles on your various disciplines. All right, don't touch anything yet, guys. <coughs> uh, oh, oh, no, I made it. Uh, 66 out of 70. There's hieroglyphs, Tom, yeah? Uh, yeah, there are some hieroglyphs. Rerolled up. Alpha desk. And again. Um, uh, no, that is a fail. Okay. The hieroglyphs are difficult, and part of them have been damaged by this hole that's been punched in the wall. Um, the depiction of the pharaoh is unusual in that he's almost depicted, um, I mean, it's said that pharaohs are, are gods. Um, but in this case, he's depicted almost like the god Ra with... Um, rays of light coming out of him, except the rays of light are all in red. Well, Ra's good, generally. Like, not Seth, so that's a good thing. Strangely, uh, beams of light are red rather than their usual yellow. It's quite odd. Mm. And from my archaeological studies in Egyptology, just just red have a significance in in light or well it seems to be indicating that this was a person of tremendous power if you look back at the walls it shows him conquering nations conquering 
his enemies, his enemies falling before him, and these rays of red energy seem to be coming from him, hmm. striking down his enemies. Right. So I'm who was this pharaoh, and when did he live? So far, you're baffled by the uh, by it. I'm taking a look around the room since someone has been here before to chip. I'm seeing if there's any leftover tools or discarded tools. Nothing. But this is a hole going through that wall. And they pulled this out, it looks like. So someone right. definitely was in here to, to rob here. This explains the softness of the soil leading to the doorway. They only pulled it partway through, right? They, no, they pulled it all the way through. Possibly they pulled it through and then went back in. Okay. But uh, it's just left here. Uh, it... It's it's beautiful. Do you want me to go in? Hmm. Well, this is probably a good idea. We're here to explore. We've got time. I, you know, I'm for going in. Let me go yeah. in first. Uh, can I, I go through the hole without uh, touching the, uh, the jeweled chest? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the hole is about, like I say, about three foot circumference so all right i mean you can get you have to hunker down but you can get through it i'm right, curious guys, to you uh, is this chest open no uh guys i would advise you, you haven't, you haven't touching, touched it yet so you're not touching the long. chest yeah. we don't know what could be inside of it yeah all right so gideon uh you go over to the hole and you you're, you've got the candle in your hand oh, okay and Great. uh yeah, because otherwise he wouldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, small um, yeah. You hunker down and you look through and you are looking into an antechamber. Uh, you can't see the full extent of the room, but the room is filled with treasures, with golden furniture, with all sorts of things that you'd expect to see in a burial chamber like Tutankhamun. Um, you can't see it all because you've just got the flicker of a candle, but you see wonderful things like, like, like Carter said when he looked in. Well, there's nothing in there, guys. Let's go back to the slab and wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll, t I'll tell them what I see. I'll say it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. So much treasure. I'll, I'll take a gander as well. Yeah, you are floored. It's, it's, it's at least as good as Tutankhamun's tomb. Dear God, it's astounding. Can, the room wh wh where you're looking into it, it looks like the room goes maybe 20 feet deep and maybe 20 feet to either side. So it's wider this way than it is this way. And it's filled almost to the ceiling with stuff. You can even see there's a, there's a boat, uh, a, golden, a golden Egyptian papyrus boat um, for sailing the, the rivers of the afterlife, whatever. P Professor, did, did you mention you had a, a notepad or pencil or anything? Maybe we could catalog some of this stuff while while waiting, at least investigate some of it. Most definitely. Uh, the one thing that strikes me is odd. Um, our treasures in pyramids not supposed to be quite deep down, whereas we almost seem to be on the first level 
if this has layers? Uh, you would know that it's going to depend on the dynasty once again. Some of okay. those tombs went very deep. Some of the earliest ones didn't. Mm. So it might be an older tomb of some sort. This also might not even be the, the treasure room. This, mm -hmm. this is just the antechamber. Yeah. Is, the there another, uh, is there an exit from this antechamber? Uh, you can see sort of through all of the furniture and stuff that there on your left-hand side, on the far wall in the corner, there is an arched doorway leading out. And on the right-hand side, you can see that there is kind of a, a raised up area, a dais, uh, with some golden statues on either side, and what looks like another uh, doorway, possibly the actual tomb, because it's got a big slab of stone in front of it. Mm -hmm. And what about the floor in this antechamber? Is there more of that uh, gravel? Uh, no. Uh, the floor in here is rock. Um, do a do a spot hidden roll. Twenty nine. That'll do it. You notice that in the center of the room, if if you were to from where you are at the hole, there's kind of a little path that leads into the center of the room and then leads in both directions towards the archway, towards the maybe the tomb door, on that side with everything else filled up with this furniture. But right about in the center of the room, it looks like there's a lot of broken furniture. Like, like some of it has been smashed and damaged and fallen over. Um, you can't tell from here. Uh, it might have just fallen apart with age. But you think you see, you know, splintered furniture and stuff mm. in the middle. Hmm. But Let's go farther in to get a, a better look at some of this, I, I would suggest. Yeah, let's all go in, but uh, like I said, uh, let's try to avoid touching anything for now. Okay. That's a little tricky, uh, but you're just touching pieces of furniture, tables and chairs, and all of these are, of course, very elaborate, covered in gold. Like I see there's a boat, there's, it, it almost makes a tangle of stuff. And you can see that some of it has fallen over. And um, some of it stands out, the statues up by the, up by the tomb, uh, the archway going through, it's all very elaborately decorated. Uh, but you make your way through uh, the little circle and you make your way into the middle of the room and you realize that you're going to be not only famous, but rich. I mean, if, if the, the stuff is all gold and, and studded with jewels and everything. This is Tutankhamun level. Yeah. type findings here. Wow, gentlemen. I think anyone that's taking notes, their hands are like shaking in excitement. Congratulations. Center, as you get into the center of the room, you realize that some of this has been smashed. Hmm. Rather like there was a struggle? Like there was a struggle or something that took place in here. I wonder but if but the a big former... Struggle. I'm wondering if the Tomb Raiders decide to fight amongst themselves. That could have been. Yeah, that seems likely. We're, I look around, uh, like, sort of on the ground behind furniture. Am I seeing any, like, real old, like, 
bodies uh, or like mm -hmm. do a spot hidden for me anything like that uh oh 86 no find lots of sand though yeah well rock and dust yeah cobwebs cobwebs yeah. uh. <laughs> well if it's been opened before the spiders might have gotten in yeah that's true um I'll go to where the stuff has been smashed just to take a, um, what kind of stuff is it? Is it wood? Um, yes. Uh, almost all of this is wood that has been overlaid in gold. Um, all right. Well, I will pick up a couple of larger chunks if that's okay with you guys, just in case we need it for light or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I hate to say that, you know, I know the goal, but at the same time point, just so we're prepared. Well, I think we could, we could, we should wait until they get the door open before we resort to burning. Right. Yeah, That's I'd prefer just... not to disturb anything uh, before All we... Right. I don't touch it then. I should mention also that most everything is covered in dust. So mm -hmm. nothing has been disturbed in a long time. Do I see any tracks? Uh, no. The ground is stone here. Out of curiosity, is what's the dust level comp on the stuff that's smashed compared to the stuff that's not smashed? Well, it's it's hard to tell. Um, I'd say there's still a good thick layer of dust even on the smashed stuff. Okay. Well, gentlemen, the archway dais, or check out this room more. Uh, maybe we should. Split into two groups to cover more ground. No, because they no, might get stay together. Stay together. That would require two candles. Yeah, let's. And we're into our first one. That's right. All right, let's check out the archway first. All right, okay. let's go. I'm so doing. Head... Go ahead. I'm I'm doing my best. If there's any hieroglyphs on the wall, just trying to catch anything that stands out unusual. A lot of the hieroglyphs here are kind of hidden behind the furniture, difficult to read, but uh, you can see as you, as you approach the archway that there's not, it's not stuffed with furniture and stuff in there. Oh, okay. Um, your guess from, from what you would expect would be, this would be the preparation room if they were going to mummify. Um, as you step into the room, though, you're, you're dazzled. Um, the walls are covered in beautiful hieroglyph, uh, beautiful pictograms. Um, there, uh, directly to your uh, left-hand side, there are little cubbies in the wall. Um, looks like, you can't count them, a hundred of them, maybe. Uh, little things. And in each side, in each one of those is a little clay figurine. Um, you can do a, um, I don't want to say, uh, 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 archaeology roll. Alrighty. Ooh, 008, 008. Okay. Uh, you've seen these before. Uh, these are Shabti statuettes. Uh, they are to accompany the Pharaoh into the afterlife as his servants uh, in the future, uh, in, in the afterlife. Um, 
The second thing you notice is on the opposite wall, there is a huge mural uh, that looks like this. Oh, interesting. Huh. My goodness. And for Dr. Connell, it's the first time you've seen a cartouche next to this black pharaoh. The cartouche has a base. The Ankh is upside down. Hmm. Yeah, yes. I was, that's the first thing that stands out to me. The Ankh is upside down. Uh, Dr. Dr. Connell, do a archaeology, I mean a, a hieroglyph roll. Yeah. Uh, that is a regular pass. Okay. Uh, you start to look at it and uh, things begin to uh, come clear. This is what you read. Why don't you read that out loud? So it reads, I am the eye that sees beyond the present. In darkness is revealed to me the truth of things hidden. I stand at a great height and look down upon all. Let the gods look upon me and tremble for they are like fodder beneath my feet. Time is meaningless. I wait. I am patient. For all these things will pass away. Only I will remain. I walk the land pure and serene and the darkness follows me. All is ready. All is prepared. Let my obedient servant sleep until I come. His trial is past. He is proven worthy. Let him be tied to the earth, though ages upon ages pass through his faithful beating heart, strong of body, eager to feast, awaiting the return of his master. And it's the, on. And the cartouche uh, is translated as Nefrenka. Nefrenka. Pharaoh, you've never heard of. It's haunting. This is quite fascinating. What's the animal next to the black pharaoh? The only time, well, who's the archaeologist? Uh, do a archaeology roll. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, nine. Wow, I'm going up. <laughs> Nice. At the moment, you can't remember its name, but I can't remember its name. Um, it's usually depicted next to Anubis feasting on the souls of the dead that are unworthy. Huh. What's it doing here? Peculiar. The rays of the sun looked rather peculiar, too. Like it, like it was like crab claw things. <laughs> Now, also in this room, on one side, I, we're going through this kind of one bit at a time. Um, there is a very strange golden object. Um, it's on a raised table. It has, once again, those little figurines arranged all around it. It is a large, golden, upside-down ankh uh, that when you look at it in the, the flickering candlelight, the surface of it almost seems to be moving. Hmm. 
like it's composed of worms. Is it almost like a mirage? Yeah, you can't tell. You get close to it. It's that flickering candlelight. Is 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 it playing on your? Is it's weird. It's very weird, and it's a trick of the light. Trick of the light, maybe. Are all of us seeing this, or just? Yes, you're all seeing it. Oh well, I'm very intrigued. I'm an archaeologist. I go over to investigate. You know, as long as the lights, you know, I'm staying out of the way of the of the candlelight. As you step across the room and you move towards it, um, do a luck roll. Sure. Alrighty. Oh, there's when it starts failing. 75. And let's see, my luck is... That's uh, more... Well, a lot more than my luck. I failed. I'm not lucky. Okay. Um, as you move forward, <laughs> you suddenly stumble over something in the dark. Um... It makes a sort of a clattering sound. And as you look down, there is a skeleton lying on the ground. Uh, it's dressed in tattered clothes, but they don't look like Egyptian clothes. They look like regular European clothes, but, but very badly, badly fallen apart. G gentlemen, look Look at this. Uh, Gideon, could, could you get the candle a little closer? Look on the ground here. Yeah, what's, uh, uh, yeah, what time period do the clothes look like they're from? Um, well, it's hard to tell. I mean, you could see yourself possibly wearing something like this today. Hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe a couple of decades ago. Um, they're in very bad condition, though. Do they look like they've fallen apart from age or like they were maybe torn apart or shredded or somehow? It's hard to tell. You'd say mostly from age. However, do a spot hidden roll. Eleven. Okay. Um, it seems like it's possible just from the age, but the the chest of the thing has been smashed in. Hmm. Oh my. Yes. Let's go along with the theory about the grave robbers. So he must have gotten a little too greedy and maybe the rest of the grave robbers killed him and left them behind. Yeah, but smashed in by what? They could have had a crowbar. I'm sure they'd all have crowbars and such. Could, if that chest, if it was heavy enough, maybe um, um, it got smashed into him. Hmm. Yeah, something big and heavy like that could be. Could have even been an accident. Yeah, good point. There could have been a trap somewhere here in the tomb. Uh, is uh, is that the only part that looks crushed in on him, just like just in the chest and everything else looks fine? Or? Do a spot hidden, Dr. Holden. Uh, oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Not again. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're, you're busy looking. Uh, you, you, you were unnerved. By the skeleton, you can do a sand yeah. roll for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I check? Can I check the body, as in the clothing, where the pockets are? I would hand the stuff over to um, Samuel, uh, Mister Ashton. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do a spot hidden. Actually, I don't think it's a spot hidden. Do a luck roll. Um, 
12. Okay. So you, you go to look at the, the clothing and at first you don't find much in the pockets. Um, but you do notice that it's sort of lying on a, a satchel. I hand the satchel over to Samuel Ashton. The satchel is falling apart. Um, but when you, uh, when you look at it, uh, Samuel, uh, you can see that there's quite a lot of gold and uh, jewelry and things like that that are inside of it. Um, obviously, this is the guy who was stealing stuff. Um, you also notice uh, that there is some other stuff. There's a trowel. Uh, there is a flask. Um, and there is what looks like maybe an old passport. There is a stick of dynamite. And there is a leather-bound journal. I failed my sand real quick before we get too far along. Okay, just, just take one point of damage. Got it. See the dead body in a tomb. I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> Just uh, tripping over it is, is what scared you. Uh, I think I think the I, first thing that I would like to do is take a look at that passport, if that's what it might be. Okay. You open the passport and it's in German. It's a German passport. The name on it is Sasha Karner. A name you have never heard of. Is there any date on the passport? Uh, that's one of those questions. Um, uh, yes. Uh, well, it says that Sasha Carner was born August 2nd, uh, 1880, hmm. and that he's a resident of Berlin. That's easy enough to figure out, even if you don't speak German. Carter. Interesting. I wonder if related to, uh, Carner. Carner. K-A-R-N-E-R. Carner. Um, while this is going on, I'm going to see um, how bad are the clothes. Um, well, I'm thinking of his almost doing like a Indiana Jones thing using, you know, the bones, like the larger leg bones to use some of the fabric to make a couple torches with. Okay. I endorse that idea. Kasim, <laughs> uh, uh, do a spot hidden. All right. Um, 27. So you pick up one of the bones and you're trying to figure out how you would do this. The, the bones pretty much come apart very easily. Um, you realize that there's almost markings on these, on the femur bones that look like teeth marks. Hmm. Um, well, that's not surprising if they opened up. Maybe there had been some rats. What kind of, well. No, they're bigger than that. Uh, something large maybe some um does it look like maybe someone got trapped in here and ate like what what we're talking about what size well there are marks that look like it would have been something bigger like a like a big cat um, jackal hyena lion size hmm or the that creature in the hieroglyphic painting. <laughs> God. I, I go, this is strange. As I, as I look towards the 
um, professors, Ashton, Upton, there are, there are what looks like to be bite marks or chew marks, and they're definitely larger than I would expect. Do you want me to roll a, by the way, do you want me to roll a sand roll? Sure. Or, no. I think that would kind of freak this guy out a bit. If you all think that you'd be freaked out, you may roll a sand roll anytime you want. <laughs> all right. Well, I figured that would be definitely, especially since he's been trapped here, where is this creature? Yeah, and not Little Rat, but something big. That's disturbing. No, I did not make my sand roll. Okay. Uh, Just take one point of damage. All right. It scares you a little bit. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like, Samuel, did I uh, hear you mention that was a German passport? Yes. Yes. Uh, May I have a quick look over it, just out of curiosity? Uh, Yes, here you go. German. Um, I just take a quick like flip through just to see if anything immediately stands out to me. Um, all you can tell is that he's been back and forth to Egypt a couple of times um, uh, from Germany. Um, other than that, there's no real information. In yeah, that. just standard then. A couple of unsuccessful trips maybe. And this was his last unsuccessful trip. Did you also say there was a journal? In that the is bag? correct. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to hazard a guess that it's also written in German. That is also correct. Okay. I will hand the journal to Professor and ask him to take a look at it. Oh, delightful. Yes, please. Okay. Um, it's in fairly good condition. Um, you start reading, uh, and it takes you a few minutes to read through it. Um, this is the important stuff that you get to. Uh, so the first journal entry, 7th of August, 1916. Word has reached us of fierce fighting north close to the Suez Canal. Our, canal. our men are frightened enough as it is without the fear of being killed in a crossfire. Their superstitious beliefs have delayed the dig more than once and I do not care for any further delay. We dig tirelessly through the impacted sand and rock. We are close. Next journal entry dated 3rd of September, 1916. Today was glorious. We have found the entrance. Removing the doorway was difficult, but we created a pulley system that allowed us entry. More work greets us inside. Limestone chips have clogged the entirety of the tunnel. I've halted the removal of the stones until I've surveyed the structure and documented what we have learned thus far. Sutton thinks my meticulous records are unnecessary and time consuming. But I remind him that we are not here for loot, but for history. Next journal entry on the 1st of December. Finally, the tunnel is now clear. Some of the workers have taken a great interest in the damaged hieroglyphs in the passageway. Today, we remove the last of the stone chips and explore. There is a barrier wall at the end of the passageway. The stonework looks unstable. It may be too risky to use the explosives. 2nd of December, final journal entry. We may have underestimated the local superstitious population. We seem to be on the receiving end of animosity from the locals. Our crew chief says that many of his crew want to quit. Others want to rebury the tomb and forget that it exists. Sutton is having none of it. He has posted guards at the tomb entrance. We are not afraid of ghosts and long dead pharaohs, but would rather take a little cash. Well, 
there may there will be plenty of cash to go around if the tomb is filled with gold and precious jewels. I, I suspect it may be. It's not actually the last entry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, 3rd of December. Final journal entry. It is very early in the morning. I have secreted myself with the tomb. Sutton is dead. The laborers attacked us in the night and broke his neck when he refused to comply with their wishes and reseal the tomb. I managed to get away without being seen. I suspect that they will bury the tomb when the sun rises. They are afraid to approach it at night. The inner chambers are filled with treasure. I wish I had time to examine some of it more closely. Aside from the entryway, which has been clogged with limestone, it is in pristine condition. The only other damage was made by me when I chipped through the barrier wall. I made it wide enough that I can carry something of value out with me. So much beauty, so much history. I'll gather some of the jewellery and then make my escape. It is the ignorant fools of the world that manage to ruin everything. But it's not a loss. I know the location. Even if they bury it and remove all traces of it being here, I will find it again. I will return with a better crew. Men who are not superstitious, this place will not be my tomb. I hear something. It may be that someone has followed me. I may have to defend myself. I can't let them find me or all is lost. I won't let them kill me as they killed my friend Sutton. I hear them moving in the central chamber, but I can't see their lights. Wait, I think it sounds more like a nap. <laughs> Tom, that final uh, journal entry, is that a typo? Should that date be? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Did I get the date wrong? 1916. Instead of 26. Oh, geez. 26, yeah. He was in there for a long time. Yeah, 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later. So that would have been during Oops. the Great War. Was I in, was I in Egypt uh, at that time? Possibly. Would I have heard of this dig? No. No. By the way, how many torches, just so for inventory, how many torches were I, was I able to make with the um, bones and... Um, 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 fabric remains. Well, you seem to be able to put together two more or less. All right. Um, basically, you've got cloth wrapped around the end of a bone, right. um, but you don't have any oil. Hmm. So uh, likely, they're enough. just going to burn for a couple of minutes, and then. Well, the um, I, I I do know that occasionally that these tombs, whatever's buried in here, sometimes is some waxes or oils, correct? Sometimes. Okay. Well, I, I look at the others, I say, oh, I have them ready except for uh, that I'll need some wax or oil. In the, the first room we went into, if, if we'd gone the other way, rather than going through the archway, there was an elevated area with a couple statues. It looked like there might be some containers there that might have oil or waxes. Maybe. Good thinking. For ceremonial purposes. All right. So are we going to head there or shall we wait a bit more? Because you have the oh, candle. We should uh, take some of the items out of the, uh, the satchel. Like you mentioned, there was a stick of dynamite. Mm, yeah. Uh, just hypothetically, like, would one stick of dynamite be enough to blow a hole in the slab? You would have to 
you know, use it like a miner. You'd have to, you couldn't, if you just laid it up against the wall and it went off. You'd it, have to drill a hole it into it. Anything. Yeah. Or, or, had, or block it in some way so that the energy is direct in one direction. Um, do a spot hidden, though. Uh, uh, Between my trowel and your crowbar. Oh, 87. Okay. Kasim, maybe between mm -hmm. my trowel and your crowbar, we might be able to to kind of like get a a hole in the in that stone slab, maybe, mm -hmm. and then slip it in there. Uh, I would only do that in you know in case of um, we're dire. You know, if I heard you reading that journal right, th there were some structural issues. Yes. Uh, Kasim, when you sort of look up at the ceiling in this case, you can see that there are cracks in the stone. Mm. That yeah. uh, a blast like that might bring the whole yeah. thing down. I, I point out, yes, that, um, and you can see the cracks up there. Yeah, definitely. That this would be our last resort then. Mm -hmm. uh, how much water do you say we have? Only one of us has a vial of water, right? No, I have a flask. Yeah. So that's our biggest danger, really. And the German fellow had a canteen. I checked the canteen. <laughs> From 20 years ago. Um, or no. It definitely has wow. liquid in it. Uh, probably I, oh. was, once, was once watered, but it smells foul. Um, okay. But at least we have a canteen. That might be useful for holding something else that we find. Right. Oh, wait a minute, 1916, and it's 1924. Mm -hmm. So it's only eight years ago. In eight years, he turned into a complete skeleton with, with uh, the femur bone. That's spooky. Something was No, busy. it's not spooky, just leave it alone. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he desiccated, we'll say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Little tiny beetles. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, what do you think? We'll go back to the other room, look for oil or waxes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think light source should be high priority right now. Because one candle at a time. How far is our, our first candle? Is it like halfway through by now? I, I'd say, yeah, it's probably about halfway. Been in here about a half an hour. All looking right. around. All right. So we check for wax or oil in those niches. Okay. So you walk back out into the antechamber, the room filled with furniture, and you make your way uh, to the right over, over where the dais is. And you can see, in fact, that it is slightly raised up. And then there is another tomb door, very similar to the one outside, um, probably just as big and heavy. Uh, on either side, uh, there are two golden statues. They seem to be dressed like warriors. Uh, one of them has, uh, let's see, they both hold weapons, I believe. Um, 
uh, one of them, okay, well here, one of them has the head of an alligator, the other has the head of a jackal. Um, both holding weapons. Uh, the crocodile-headed uh, statue holds a bronze Egyptian battle axe, and the jackal-headed one holds a sickle-like sword known as a kopesh. And the, these are like life-size or little statues, or like yeah, like do, no, they're they're life-size. Do a six, spot hidden. Six, wow, these are magnificent. Oh God, nope, seventy-nine. Yeah, they're they're dressed in gold. They're beautiful. You're not sure how effective the weapons would be at this point in time, but I just I just kind of go slowly around each one, checking them out, marveling at their craftsmanship. And okay, just... I'll let you do another spot hidden with a bonus dice. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh God, ninety four and. God, 84. I'm just bomb, bomb. You're, you're just like cross-eyed. You're so giddy with the gold. Oh, this is amazing, guys. Look at this. Uh, uh, Samuel, uh, you're probably very interested in these things. Why don't you also do a spot hidden with your weapon? Real quick? No. Nope. Okay. We're doomed. <laughs> there are a number of uh, amphoras on either side. Um, uh, what would you like to do? Uh, I will, if no one minds, I'll start checking the amphoras. Uh, well, actually, okay. um, are they sealed? Uh, they seem to be sealed. I will. Who has a knife? I do. Could you? Would you unseal these so that, you know, yeah, otherwise I'll I might try, break them? I'll try cutting one open. I don't really like touching anything, but. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you can let me borrow the priority, so. I've, I've got a trowel, which might be good, so it, you won't damage the cutting blade. Yes. All right. Yeah, so I'll I'll try use using the, the trowel. I'll use the trowel. Okay. Um, you manage very carefully to, uh, to loosen the, the sort of cork that's on the top of it. Um, I don't know exactly how they would seal it, but we'll say it's like a cork. Um, do a luck roll. All right. Um, no, 79. Okay. Um, as you are getting it, uh, you're using a little bit of force, and it sort of slips from your hand, and as it does and hits the ground, it shatters. And you guess that maybe at some point it had something like oil inside of it, but it's it's all dried up. There's just a lump of of almost rock at this point on the in the bottom of the, the amphora. Is it yeah. is it a wax or is it really a rock? Well, it's whatever oil would be after three thousand years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. We're not going to find oil. Yeah. Or so, well, Professor, Professor Connolly, um, you're looking at some of this, uh, the, the tomb uh, face itself, and uh, you're noticing that there are warnings that herein lies uh, the one who waits, it says. Uh. 
there appears to be warnings etched in multiple places here. The one who waits inside. Oh, we must be getting close to uh, to where this named pharaoh is. What is that, Nefrenka? Nefrenka. I say we move forward. This looks like we, this might be the find right here. Onwards and downwards. We would have to breach the entrance to this tomb though, right? Yeah. Once again, it looks like it's about half a foot thick. Uh, plaster or stone? Stone. Oh, yeah, that's going to be... We don't really have any equipment to do that, do we? Probably not. No, and breaking open a sealed chamber uh, seems like it would be dangerous. Yeah, especially... Considering the structural issues. Not just that, but who knows what kind of gas or uh, traps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Before we do that sort of thing, we need to have the our main entrance open. I, I'm going to check some of the other urns just to you know, like shake them a bit, so to, to get an idea if there's anything in there that might have. Okay, you hear similar sounds. There's little rattle of something in the bottom, but it doesn't sound like there's any liquid of any kind. Mm. I carefully set them back down. Okay. Mm. Um, all right. So you are standing in front of the dais and you're, you're looking at this. Um, I would like you all to do luck rolls. Ooh, oh, two. Nailed it. Something at least. Exactly. Okay. Zero seven. Ooh. The fail. Fail. Forty-five exactly. Doctor Holden, uh, you noticed that um, in the the cloish, the, uh, the sickle-shaped knife, that uh, there are hieroglyphs uh, written in the blade. They've been carved into the blade. Um, but you can't quite make them out because the blade is turned in such a way that you'd almost have to kind of somehow get behind it between the wall and it to read them. Is there a way to kind of maneuver it a little bit to get better light? Well, you want to try and remove it? Uh, if, if it doesn't look like it's going to really damage the statue, if it's like sort of set in there and it can be lifted out and turned, then I will. But if it's, if there's serious signs of resistance, I'm not going right. to do that. Um, and and uh, Gideon, what you've noticed is something similar. You've noticed writing on the, the plate of the axe. Hmm. Um, do you want me to, do you want me to remove it in case there's a trap? Yeah, I think we're better off not touching these things yet. Well, Professor, can can you come over here and try to make this out? You, I think your uh, reading hieroglyphs is a bit better than mine. I'm I'm okay at it, but I think you're the professional here. Uh, well, does the blade we have is it like a polished blade that you can see a reflection in? Well, it's it looks like it might have been covered with gold. It was it's obviously made out of bronze. Um, it's not shiny. There's some, some corrosion yeah. on it, uh, but you can't. Like I say, it's in a position where uh, we'll say that you go over to take a look at it. 
and you're kind of pressing yourself up against the wall as you're you're trying to read it and you have you have a very limited light and you reach up and you you touch it um and it comes loose in your hand and oh. when it does you notice that the statue's hand is a desiccated human hand and it suddenly as you look up at the statue you realize that inside this armor there is a corpse i think instinctively well you can I might. Sandal. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i'd probably drop what's in my hand have i seen that so it's like a mummified guard that's cool no, that's a fail. Okay, do a 1d4. 1d4. You're not used to this stuff. <laughs> Definitely not. That's a big old three. Okay. Uh, you yelp, and as you say, you drop the, the sword. It clatters to the ground, uh, and you jump back from the statue pointing at it. Uh, the yes. others, upon examination, you you, you all notice that what is inside is each one of them has a corpse inside and they have been propped up by the base of these statues is a spear that is sticking straight up and the person has been dropped onto the, the spear. Oh, jeez! Uh, and that the faces are obviously masks. And if you remove one of the masks, you see that the person died in agony, oh screaming. God, it's, so it's not a mummified guard. This is tortured soul. Whoa! I guess I, we're taking sand checks too. <laughs> yeah, you can all take sand checks. Oh, God. Ooh, uh, would you like me to roll another oh, for seeing the face? No, you've. Okay. Uh, all right. I rolled a 34, so I passed. Okay. If you pass, just take a couple of points of damage. If you fail, do a 1d4. All right. Okay, three. So I'm at a total of... Oh, that's not good. I am down 10% on my sanity. <laughs> Everybody do a listen roll. 21 just made it. Nope. Nope. Fail. Oh. That's a pass. Okay. Regular. So Dr. Dr. Holden and Dr. Connolly, uh, Connell, uh, you guys heard something. What you heard was the distant sound of stone scraping. Uh, and you're not sure if it was the the door? Are they may maybe they're opening the door? But a moment later, you all hear a huge ba-boom, as if something large and stone-like fell somewhere. Wonderful. And pretty, and you're pretty sure it came from the other side of the two, of the, the burial chamber door. That makes no sense. I, we surely just knocked something out of place, right? I think you can do another sand roll just for yeah. that. 
Oh no, there's another one. Oh. <laughs> 22. That's a fail. Fail. Yeah. Pass. Take a couple of points of damage if you fail. <laughs> if you pass, just take one. D4 sanity damage if you failed? No, just take two points. Right. It's just a jump. All right, I'm down 15% of my sanity now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But unless unless the unless the sound is somehow bizarre and echoing around, it came from behind that slab. And there shouldn't be anything but that behind that slab of the sealed chamber. That's impossible. It yeah, must be the front entrance. Yeah, it's got to be. Can we go out and just check that front entrance? It's, it's, it's got to be. Um, Tom, to I'm going to, my character's going to pick up the blade. Okay. Since it's dropped there. Okay. This makes no sense. It has to be an echoing illusion. It's got to be Cassim's men. Did somebody want to go back and check? Now that the blade's dislodged, can you guys read the hieroglyphs on it? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll actually have a look. The hieroglyphs don't While make... they're doing that... Oh, God, sorry. The hieroglyphs don't make any sense at all. It's like gobbledygook. Even for Egyptian. Kasim, right. what were you going to do? I'm going to reach up to, since I know there's root, um, markings on the axe, I'm going to get the axe down to see if they could take a look at that, too. All right, the same. Gobbledygook. I, I'd like to poke my head, because this is the, that central room. I'd like to poke my head back out into the corridor that we initially came in and look in the direction of the fallen slab. Do I see any streams of light coming through in the darkness? Uh, you do not. And you have to walk back about 15 feet uh, okay. to get there. So yeah, who's got the candle? I, I think that's Gideon, right? Yeah, we've we've only got one candle lit at this point. Yeah. Why don't we all walk back together to the slab and see if we can uh, uh, communicate with the workers? Maybe they know what the the cause of the sound was. It might be wise to maybe have another. You know, if something's in here. Then it might be wise for another person to have a candle lit as well. If something's in here. Oh, there's us in here, and there's these things that have well, been. Uh, stored. I have this thousands of years. I have this not this feeling that what those marks on that bones I found uh, could mean something. Not true. He that was from just nineteen just eight years ago. Well that's impossible. This place has been sealed ever since then. Yeah, and even if it was a large animal, I mean that the large animal that true, attacked true. would be dead by now. All right. So you are fairly close together towards the middle of this antechamber. Um, Dr. Holden is over by the three-foot hole leading into the passageway going back to the door. You don't see anything back there. Uh, I'd like you to all do a listen roll. Oh, I might have. I rolled a 20 out of 25, so I have a pass. Okay. Uh, 10, I made it. Yeah, that's a pass too. I failed. I've got a hard pass. Okay, so everybody except uh, Gideon, who's probably thinking strategy at the moment, uh, are looking around. You guys all suddenly hear stone 
grinding on stone, big, heavy stone grinding on stone. And as you shine the candlelight over towards the tomb, you can see that it is slowly sliding to one side. Oh, it's, it may be Cassine. Did your men get in from the other side? Maybe they found another entrance. We could try helping them move the door open. As an archeologist, you know there's no other entrance. There's no other entrance. Even as a crack, a, a damaged hole? It's got to be them. It makes no sense. Cassine, maybe yell to your, wait, I speak Arabic. I, I yell something like, uh, is, is, that, is that you team moving this loudly? You don't have any, there's no answer. And you can see that slowly and steadily that stone continues to move slightly to the side. This makes no sense. That, that's not supposed to be moving. A lot of things here don't make a lot of sense, but it is still moving. I'm going to position myself to be in front of Ashton. Okay. I this makes pistol. no sense. This must, must be a booby trap or something. Maybe it's, it's going to release a flood of something in here. We should get away from this door. We can back can... away, but we should okay. keep an eye out too. Yep. I'm Let's... guessing it's a booby trap. Something's going to pour out of it. Let's back away into the front entrance. Okay. The farther you back away, the darker it gets until within a few feet, you can't see the, the tomb door, but you can hear it moving. Should we light a second candle? I, I would, think we might. Yes, this might be a wise okay. time to do it. I will take out a second candle. Um, professor, here's two matches and one of my four candles. Use it sparingly in case we get separated. Uh, and I'll light the second one. I bring up the one that implemented the torches I developed. I know it's only going to stay lit for a little bit, but I could throw it over there to see what's going on. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. Let it burn up at the base mm -hmm. of that door. You're right. So we'll have like two, three, four minutes of, of some light. Yeah. Good call, Cassian. All right. You guys back farther into the antechamber. You throw your burning uh, bone torch uh, over <sighs> by the, uh, the, it lands on the dais at the foot of the stone. The stone is moving. You now can see that there is a crack forming where it's moving and you realize that it's moving in little pushes like this suddenly quickly violently a claw comes from inside grabs a, grabs a hold of the uh the the door it's pushing it back so you're yelling <laughs> you can all do uh, sanity yeah. rolls. Oh my god, an 03. I thought for sure I was going to blow that. I made it. If you pass 1d4, 
If you fail, 1d6. Oh, right. no, I failed. I thought I made it, but it's because I've lost so much so far. <laughs> oh, 1d6. Well. Did nice. you say 1d6? Yes. If you oh, fail. my God. Oh, that's not good. Uh, what does the claw look like? Does it look like a human hand? or No. Monstrous, some, it, something monstrous. Uh, the closest thing you could think of would be a lizard, crocodilian. Oh, God. Monstrous. Uh, long uh, claws, long prodigious claws on it. Okay, I'm at 20% down on my uh, how my many? Sand. How many points did you lose? Just now was just two. Okay. But that brings me to eight lost out of 40. Did anybody lose more than four points? Yes, I, 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 I rolled five. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a bite of madness for me. No, <laughs> yeah. No. Not in the um, uh, roll, roll a 1d8. For your yeah. bottom madness. Oh, definitely. I just gave you my candle, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's my candle now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get, Connell? That's a two. A two. Um, roll a 1d10. That's a nine. All right. Connell has the candle. Connell, Connell, you get flea in panic. So you dive through the three-foot door and run all the way to the, the, the passageway, and you're trying to... So we still have to be open. So Just we still have screaming. one candle left. I didn't oh. sign up for this. Screaming constantly. <laughs> yeah, we have one candle still lit, though. Oh, we, we have two. I had four. One I gave to Gideon. One I lit myself and a backup spare. My third candle I handed to, to the professor with a couple matches just in case we got split up. All right. All right. Um, at the sound of the Yelp uh, and the sound of... Uh, of Professor Connell, the thing now is pushing the door open. And in the darkness, you see something you can't explain. It's very much alligator-like, werewolf-like, monster-like. It it stands about seven feet tall. um, And it is, as it opens the door, it is sniffing the air. Oh, my God. What do you do? Sand check. And it's growling. It's growling like a... Oh well, you can decide what you want to do before you work. I, well, I'm, I'm standing in front of Ashton, and I'm gripping the axe that I had pulled out, had taken for the thing. and um, Right, uh, Devenmouth. I'm going to... I'll have I'm everybody... Gonna, do, oh, go, ahead, go ahead. I was going to kind of grab hold of Kasim and sort of start pulling him gently backwards towards the 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 hole that's in the wall. All right. The arch, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which one? Right. The, the little hole or the archway? Into uh, the, the little hole. Okay. Um, who, has the, who has the Kopesh? I would assume Holden probably does. No, Kasim, you got the Kopesh. Uh, I got the Kopesh. I also I had picked my, up the axe. Oh, I thought you. Okay, I have the, the axe. axe didn't, the axe didn't fall. Oh, then I had the copish then. Right. Um, what about the dynamite? Who has that? Um, you would, I would suspect. Yeah, I could light the dynamite and throw it into the tub. Oh. 
But that would be uh, probably bring the whole place down on all of us. Uh, I'll remind you all that this room is also filled with furniture and things. So there are Trap a million, off. there are a million cubby holes and hiding places, and and I mean, there's a boat. I'm near the the three foot hole because I initially went to look out to see if there was any light coming through. Right. Yeah, uh, and, is there any big box near there? Professor Connell shoved you out of the way and <laughs> through the hole. <laughs> I, I am following Ashton while guarding him. I am shooting the uh, crocodile creature. You're gonna shoot it? Yes. All right. Um, it's dark. You are. 15 feet away. That's pretty close. Uh, go ahead and, and shoot. Um, the, the sound is going to be deafening. Uh, you guys will probably all have tinnitus. I think I already gave it to them. In fact, you can do a constitution roll, and if you fail, you your, your ears are ringing. Oh, yeah. Oh, they definitely be ringing. Yeah. 47 I hit. <laughs> Yep. Need my con check. And all of us, because that's going to ring out through the whole room. We're going to... And echo. Yeah. So, Tom, do I just get one shot per round? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, just a revolver, I think. So I hit... Um, what, does, what, does your, what does it say on your sheet? Uh, for damage, it says 1d8. No, I mean, uh, does it say uh, for sh for a number of shots? Does it say one? It has it one, and then one? has a three in parentheses. Okay, you can shoot three times, bang, 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 um, but each shot is you you do a penalty dice. So the first one will hit, the second one, you know, because your hand might be doing this as you're firing. So the second one, you'd roll you'd roll one to see if it hits, two to see if it hits with a penalty dice. And the second one to see if it hits with the penalty dice. Does that make sense? In other words, you roll twice for those and you take the worst roll. Oh, for the so second and third shot. Right. So I heard you say the first shot hits. Yeah, I'm just going to fire the one shot. Okay. And how much damage did it do? <clears throat> Seven points. Okay. Nice. Good. Um, oh. Your bullet strikes <laughs> the creature. <laughs> And uh, the creature doesn't seem to react to it, except that it suddenly roars. And its roar is a combination of alligator and dog. It's, it's a terrifying sound. It shakes the room. It's so loud. And the creature turns directly towards you. And you can see that it has fairly big eyes. Uh, it also can see you guys because you have light. You've got candles and torches and things going. Uh, so it's turning to bound into the room where you are. It has big eyes, you said? Yeah. It might be vulnerable in its eyes. We can blind it if we don't get terrified and run away first. Might be able to blind it. You might be able to hit it in the eyes with an axe or the sword. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, shoot, sword. I can try shooting it in the eye. 
Okay, well, you've had your turn. Um, What are the rest of you going to do? Well, it's bounding towards us, right? It's about to. It's it's, it's honkering down, ready ready to spring forward. All right. I'm going to be ready with the copish while defending Ashton. Okay. Let me give you some stats on that copish. Um, uh, Kopesh uh, does 1d6 plus 1 plus your damage bonus if you have one. Okay. Alright. Um, uh, uh, well, Samuel's got, got you by the back. He's pulling you backwards. Yeah, I know. I'm just ready. I'm defending him well. Okay. Dr. Holden, what are you doing? I went to uh, the nearest pile of treasure to hide behind next to the three-foot escape route back to our entrance Okay, So you've kind of climbed under and behind a bunch of stuff. Um, Gideon, you fired. Uh, Kasim and Samuel are next to you. And Professor uh, uh, Anity is in the other room slapping against the wall, making a racket, trying to get out. Um, You're all food for the scarabs. You, you rolled a nine. You're going to do that for nine rounds. Oh, God. <laughs> and then possibly pass out. Um, all right. So the creature, uh, jaws open, uh, leaps towards uh, Gideon. Uh, Gideon, you have the chance to fire or dodge. I'm going to dodge. Okay. Your dodge roll. What'd you get? 37, I miss. Okay. He got a 48, which is a hit. Um, What you feel is this huge, heavy thing Come flying in through the darkness towards you, um, like a like a solid shadow. Um, it hits you square in the chest. You're knocked back onto the ground. Uh, your gun goes off, or, but it doesn't hit anything. Um, and the thing is on top of you. Um, Samuel and Kasim, the thing is right next to you. All it, right, it's, I- it smells like some sort of bizarre animal. I um, am stabbing it. Okay, you're going right to hit with the Kopesh? Yes. Stab um, it in the eye. So, uh, go ahead. You want to try to get an eye, did you say? Um, but since I don't really don't know how to do it, uh, sure, just, why not? Just tell me Please, that's what you're Give it a try. I'm going to try to go for the eye. All right. Ooh. Oh, eight. Which uh, my right. brawling is 55, so that is a critical success. Yes. All right. So you bring the Kopec right down across its face. Right. Um, go ahead and roll for damage. All right. Five plus a. Um, so a total of eight. Okay. Uh, you slash it across the face. And just as it's getting ready to clamp down on Gideon's face with its jaw, 
and it reacts by throwing its head back and pulling back off of Gideon. So Gideon, for a moment, you're now free from underneath it. Um, you, you definitely slashed one of its eyes, and it's reacting by pulling back a little, but it looks like it's going to go into a rampage. All right. As I quake in my boots. So, uh, Carl, what are you doing? Okay, so um, since the torch wrapped the, the bone wrap, it's, it has a couple minutes of light. I'm guessing there's still some light where it was, a little bit left. I don't think it would burn that long. I think it's probably almost out by this point. Okay, well, with the last bits of, of, of uh, a light from that, I'm going to run over and take the other weapon out, the, uh, the one that didn't fall. The... You would have to go past them, past the creature, all the way to the other side of the room. Oh, oh, it's that far away. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. understand the size of it. Okay, never mind. I'm going to come out with my trowel and plunge it into the side or the back, whatever facing it, uh, into the creature as, with all my might. Okay. Go ahead and do a... You're going to try to get it. Well, we'll call that a... That's like a stab, right? Brawl, yeah, that would be a brawl. a brawl. And of course, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm not really that. Okay, let's see what happens. Oh god, 94. I, I think I break my trowel off in his well, sock. <laughs> he got a 95. <laughs> so he's flailing at the moment. And as you get close, he almost hits you with one of his claws while he's flailing. But he misses you, you miss him. And you just sort of back away from him. Okay. Um, uh, Kasim, uh, you just slashed him. Slashed him. Uh, mm -hmm. Samuel, Kasim uh, has lurched forward and attacked the creature. What do you do? Um, so Kasim is like directly in front of me. Right, but he's he's now a little bit more in front of you because he's attacked the creature. Okay, so he's actually between the self and the the creature itself. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, I sort of think, like, sort of in a blind panic, I would just sort of reach around and see if I could find anything in reach and just kind of throw it at the creature. Okay. Um, <laughs> My character's like not entirely the bravest person in the world. Do a spot hidden. 77. No, no. Okay. Uh, you look around and you can see there's broken pieces of furniture, but it occurs to you that they probably wouldn't do much damage to it. <laughs> Looks like somebody in the past thought about that and it didn't do anything. Didn't work. Um, so you're kind of, you are now kind of between, um, here, let me do this real quick. Draw this. All right. So that's the room with the, the painting on the wall and the, uh, the, the upside down on. This is the room you're in. This is the passage leading out uh, to the entrance. Uh, this is where the tomb was. You guys are all right about in the middle. Okay. And there is furniture all over here and all over here and all over here and all over here. 
the two circles are the statues. Yeah. And the far statue is the one with the axe. Yeah. Oh, joy. <laughs> um, from where the creature came from, is it completely pitch black? Um, yes, it is completely pitch black. But there's obviously a room over there. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to go that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Gideon. Uh, or I guess this is a question for the keeper. Uh, did Gideon's candle go out when he was tackled? So it's only yeah, my it candle. Would have, it would have been, yeah. So my candle's the only one. So basically I'm a big beacon, a target. <laughs> In fact, Gideon, do a luck roll to see if you let go of the candle. <laughs> uh, 82. So I fail. Okay, so you let go of the candle. The candle is somewhere, probably is it, in the middle of the furniture. Is it, somewhere. Is it still lit? Uh, no. No, okay. All right. Um, Professor Connolly, you're still out there banging on the door. You are now trying to scratch your way through. So your fingernails are probably getting bloody. Oh, God. Trying to get out. We're all afraid for the scarabs. Uh, but you'll, we you'll should have brought Houdini. <laughs> All right, uh, Gideon, you are you are laying on your back on the floor, but the thing is off of you. Uh, you can make a move. You can. I won't count getting up. You can get up and do something. Okay. Uh, one of its eyes is damaged, right? Yeah, and it's still sort of flailing, but it's it's doing the shaking the head thing where it's trying to get itself oriented again. And it's, it's moved away from you. It's maybe about seven or eight feet away from you now. Did, did it look corpse-like or did it look like some bizarre creature, like living, just... It looks quite alive, quite muscular, quite powerful, similar to whatever that thing was in the picture. In the okay, so it's not like a mummy, corpsey looking thing. No, it, it seems it's like alive. Fully alive, okay. All right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try to shoot it in the other eye. Okay. I'll go ahead and do your shot. Uh, 14, I hit. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not able to dodge. Uh, do damage. Two points. Yes. Okay. Um, you hit it in the other eye. Once again, it reacts. In fact, this time it, it backs away and it starts smashing into the furniture uh, that's there on one side. Um, now you're more afraid that it will simply trample you because mm -hmm. um, uh, it's probably going to just run forward and thrash anything that's in front of it. Uh, but you've you've effectively blinded it at this point, guys. What, what do you think? We we all make a run for yep. it through the through the little hole, and if it comes <laughs> out, one of us can have a candle, and the rest of us can just beat the thing to death. Yeah, mm -hmm. good idea. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, you're going out towards the entrance. Yes. Yeah, through the little three foot hole back into our entrance chamber, the entrance okay. hallway. Okay. 
and I'll hold my candle just on the other side right there so everyone can see that exit. I would like, who's going first, second, third, fourth? I'll go first with the candle. Okay. So the light will highlight where the door is. So it'll highlight the exit so everyone can go towards it. Okay. So you're going first? Who's going second? I'll go second. Okay. Um, just knowing me and because I'm here to defend these guys, or, or, or at least I feel like, yeah, probably the Europeans would go first before I would. I'll go last. All right. I just want to make sure because then I'll go through and I'll be right there with the Kopesh ready. And I'll be also have my hand ready to help him out. Okay. Uh, Gideon, uh, you're the last one out. Do a luck roll. Thirty-three. I made it. Okay. Good. As you are exiting through the hole, uh, in the last little glimmer of light from the candle near the hole, uh, you can see the creature has stopped thrashing about, uh, but it is now sniffing the air. Um, it's probably going to try to resume looking for you all, but you're now all in the the 30 foot long chamber heading towards the slab and um, Professor Connolly is uh, sitting on the ground next to the slab sobbing. Uh, his hands are bloody. There's blood marks on the, on the thing and uh, he seems a little bit out of it, out of his mind. And I'm not sure if we were all leaving that hole. I, I thought we were going to defend the hole. I thought we all went through it and we're on the other side so that it would have to come through the hole. Yeah, we're not abandoning the far side of the hole because then it could just come through. Right. I think think our yeah. idea is to try to guard the other side of the hole so if it tries to come through, it we can all easily get at it and it will have a heck of a time coming through. Does that sound like a plan or does that sound like suicide? No, that sounds good. Yeah. We have a choke point where we can all attack. Now, are you, are you in the passage or in the antechamber? In the passage. We're through the hole, but we're, all we're guarding the hole. Okay. You're all through the hole. So, cause the, the, the antechamber, um, that has more space so we can all kind of be around the hole. As okay, opposed I'm still to not understanding. Are you in the antechamber or are you in the passageway? All right. Well, where where does a hole go? To? Does it go into the antechamber or does it go into the or are you here in the in the passage or are you here in the antechamber? Oh, we're definitely we definitely want to be in the passage then. Yeah, we're in the passage. The monster's in the antechamber. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Where you there's a hole. That's the only way the creature could get to you. Got it. Yeah, there you go. Unless, of course, he just busts down the wall. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's not really that thick, is it? Oh. Yeah, plaster. Too late. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, so you're standing, and you're standing near the hole because you intend to get anything that comes through it. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, you can hear... Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Anity at the other end of the, the passageway in the dark, um, sobbing. Making noise. 
Jeez. Mm. I'll get to the morrow before I return. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So you're there for a few minutes and you hear the creature moving around in the, uh, in the other room. Uh, it roars and it makes you all jump. Um, it starts moving towards where the hole is. And you realize that that wall's not very thick. All right, I move back a little bit and be ready in case something busts through then. Yeah, yeah I'm taking back a couple a little bit too. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, as I retire, I'm going to grab a handful of sand. Uh, so one hand has the candle, the other hand has a handful of sand. Maybe okay. I can blind it further. Uh, it's blind. It's, it's, it's blind. Um, you do notice, however, that this passageway leading out has quite a lot of substantial cracks in it. Uh, that's not good. Um, all right. The creature, as you've stepped back, you, you know the creature is now right outside the hole. Now, and did, you, did you say the passageway or the anteroom has a lot of cracks? No, the, the passageway. Okay. The anteroom has them too. But. Not a Would the... Considering that we came through the entranceway, would I figure out that the uh, maybe the, the construction's a little bit more secure near the door, especially with that big slab? Um, I had you roll uh, 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 spot hiddens when you first entered. Ah, okay. All failed. All right. um, if you're looking now, you realize that yeah, this whole thing could come down on top of you if all right. If it, if you if you set off an explosion, all right. Don't use the dynamite. Then that's going to say, don't use the dynamite. Yeah, the dynamite would be suicide. Um, you see for a moment a glimpse of the creature's uh, nostrils as it leans down to look through the hole and it sniffs um, and it, it, it growls and, uh, and bleats again, um, which shakes you all. Uh, and then you hear kind of a dull thud as it's ramming its weight against the uh, the barrier wall. You can see the barrier wall begins to crack. Yeah, because that's not a structural again. That's just uh, yeah, do you like think, a little plaster. Yeah. Upton, do you think you can shoot it through that hole? I can see part of it anyway through the hole, right? Tom. Yeah, it's it's well not at the moment. Now it's it's you can see you know that it's there, uh, but it's not looking. It's not kneeling over at this point. It's it's standing up and bashing against the wall. Maybe Cassian, can you take a quick swipe with your with a sword uh, at its feet or ankles? Well, is that hole at the foot level? Where is that the the hole? The hole the hole is over to the right hand side of the wall. Oh, so it's bashing away from the hole. Smart. It's it's bashing in the middle of the wall. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Oh god. I go not, not where the hole is. Okay. I go. I look at Upton. You may want to reload, or at least put a couple of the new shells in. Uh, that's a good idea. I'll put two more bullets in. Okay. So you're reloading. Uh, Doctor Connolly, uh, Professor Connolly, you are sort of coming to your senses, and you're wondering where the hell you are. 
I mean, you haven't forgotten, but at the moment you've forgotten. Oh, it's not a dream, right? You can see them at the other end of the room with their candle lit and something is bashing against the wall. By the way, I, while I'm there, I'm going to hand Ashton my, um, my metal pry bar. Okay. So he has a weapon. Um, I'm most definitely still very delicate from that experience. So I probably want to get back with the group. And I walk up and I say, oh, we need to get out of here now. Come on, I've made, I've made progress in the, in the door. We can get out. Right. I show like my bloody, bloody fingers. Oh, God. <laughs> Professor Annaby, do you hear any, uh, do you hear any of the workmen on the other side of the slab? I hear only suffering. All right. As you're standing there and, and backing away, you know that one more bump and the thing is going to bash through the wall. Um, what do you do? Got one last thing before it's going to come through. The rope I have is it on the floor level. Is there any place? What's along the floor? Is there anything I can like? Yeah, you know, tie it to? No, there's nothing. No, I didn't think so. I had to try. All right. I'm just going to prepare, brace myself. Maybe um, be ready with a, um, if it charges through. Now, you, you've, you've seen the size of the creature and you've seen the size of the passageway you're in. It doesn't fill, it wouldn't fill the passageway. And it's blind. So. Ah, maybe uh, get to one corner of it, let it pass and. Get and it from behind? You could see that feasibly that might work. All right. Well, I will do that then. I'll get in the corner uh, and be ready. Okay. Yeah, let's all get along the sides of the passages. Yeah. Like, like back up. On each side, like yeah. half of us. Oh, yes. Professor. None of us are in the center of the passage. You should have a, a, a candle in your satchel, hopefully, still. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. Yeah, if you still got your satchel, then you do. Good. All right. I think you'll need to light it for me. Oh, I gave you <laughs> my the fingertips are missing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's catch. another. There's another bash, and uh, the wall crumbles, and the creature bounds through it, and and stands there between you and the antechamber. And it it's, raises its nose up and it starts sniffing the air. As if it's sniffing for you. How close am I to it? You're about 10 feet away from it. Oh, crud. Okay. Uh, you can all do sanity rolls again because you're also thinking this could be the oh, end of your God. life at oh, this God, point. Oh, God, yeah. 87. I failed. Even if I had twice my san, I'd still fail. Uh, 82, I fail. I fail now. Another fail? Pass. Right. 12, 25. If you pass, do a one, uh, just to take two points. If you fail, do a 1d4 plus one. Oh, God, five. Oh, I'm way down. Eight, I'm down 13. Two. Anybody else take five? Took five. Oh. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, we'll do we'll do Doctor Holden first. Doctor Holden, do an eight-sided dice. Uh, four. Four. Haven't heard that one for a while. All right. Uh, and was he? Who else did, got the the five? I took five. Uh, go ahead and do a twenty-eight. Three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, also do a 1d4. That's for uh, three. Four. Okay. Um, all right. Two things happen. One is Gideon begins screaming at this thing <sighs> as loud as he can, just ah, just like I'm going to kill you. But he's just screaming, yelling, screaming and screaming and screaming. That's all you can hear at the moment. Uh, Doctor Holden, you look at the creature. You look at the walls and the hieroglyphs. You look at the the passageway you're in, the darkness. And you have no clear idea of where you are or how you got here. It's <laughs> like you're waking up from a dream into a nightmare, but it's got to be a nightmare because you don't remember ever coming to Egypt or getting into the into a place like this. You're you're kind of you can see there's danger, but it, is it real? You're not sure. You're, you're completely nuts. <laughs> All right, the creature is going to start. Uh, it, it, it seems to suddenly bound down the passageway. Everybody do luck rolls to see if it hits you. In, in, I'm including myself. I'm just yeah. not there, baffled. Yeah. All right. Okay. I failed that. Barely passed. Us? I failed. Yeah, I failed. Okay. Very, very much baffled just there. If you fail, the creature bashes against you as it goes by. Uh, it's going to do 1d4 of damage. Um, and as it goes by, it goes for the entrance slab. And it begins pounding on the entrance slab. It wants to get out. We can't let this thing out. It might uh, be our ticket out. Yeah, we're gonna die in here if we don't get out. How yeah, about we, we get out first and then worry about hunting um, that beast? Dude, just by its banging, do I feel it could possibly break through? Um, it moved that gigantic slab All right. inside, so you think that with effort it could move this slab too? Oh, let let it do the dirty work for us, and then we can kill the darn thing. Uh, well, yeah, I, I agree with Doctor Holden. Let this thing get out. However, in my mind, just so you guys understand my character, my extended family is working on this thing. It's going to wreak havoc on the people out there. Well, how about let the thing 
open it a little bit. Fudge it open so where there can be some airflow, and then we'll then we attack it instead of having it escape and then hunt it. Can we hear the people outside at all? No. I'd imagine that'd be drowned out with this beast banging on th things. Oh, this is going to be tough. You can see that yeah. it's not only banging, but at moments it begins to scratch towards the, the edge, trying to get a hold of it so that it can move it out. Okay, I'm going to uh, say, hey, I'm going to get the axe in the other room while it's doing that. I need my candle to get that axe, but I need something to effectively, this trowel isn't going to do anything to it. So if one of you could, uh, uh, Professor, if you could light your candle. All right. Uh, so, I try my best. All right. You light your candle. You run towards the other room and you, you get the axe. Yeah. Um, and you come running back. Uh, Gideon, you continue screaming at it, but you can act. You're probably calling it all sorts of expletives. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm stunned. I, I don't know where the hell I am or what I'm doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. You don't know where the axe yeah. is. Like mm -hmm. I stand there. <laughs> well, uh, actually, do a do a one d ten roll. Okay. Uh, four. Okay, it only lasts four rounds. Oh, good. So we'll fudge and just say four rounds has gone by, and you run in the other room because you suddenly remember where you are. Got it. Ugh. All right. Uh, maybe I could help Professor Entity uh, and take him back to the antechamber to get away from this thing. Okay. So you grab a hold of Professor uh, uh, Anity and uh, you drag him back towards the hole. The creature doesn't care. It's trying to get out at this point. Yeah, and I'll gesture to uh, Kasim and uh, Samuel Ashton to, to come with us. Well, we got to stop this thing once it gets out. Well, it could be our means to get out. Well, we can wait here and like get out because once it gets out, it's going to attack everybody. And do we want something like this getting out? I don't know if we can kill it. We damaged its eyes. I've got this axe now. I'd be willing to try killing it, but I'd like it to, to do half the work for us at least. At least get us some air holes so we don't suffocate in here. That sounds good to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm mostly on board with you, Cassim. I just want to, to help get that stone moved a little bit for us. I right. just don't want to stay in the passage while it's pounding on the slab. Well, I'm keeping an eye on its progress. I mean, if we stay in the passage, the whole passage might collapse. That's true, too. The ceiling was full of cracks, so it, it may bury itself. But yeah, we, if we're going to attack it just as it as it opens up, then at least whoever's attacking it is going to be in that passage. So we're going to have to make a choice: do we mm -hmm. do we just let it open it up and run free, or I say we watch it from the antechamber and watch to see if it if it's making progress getting through the slab. Who, who's going to put their candle down there, though? 
because <laughs> I'd imagine we can only see about 10 feet with this thing. I'll get the candle I dropped in the antechamber and I'll relight it. Oh, good idea. I'll help you find it. All right. So from what I understand, you guys are on the other side of the hole now in the antechamber and the creature is trying to get out. Yes. And you've left a candle lit so that you can see the creature. Is that what you were saying? Yes, I think that's what's the plan. Okay. All right, so now you're standing in the antechamber. The creature doesn't seem to be making very much headway on moving the rock. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything for it to get a handy hold of. It's scratching into the rock, but it's... There may have been handy holds on the other one that it was mm. able to push. I wonder if there's any knowledge, maybe professor, maybe maybe there's some something we can read where he came from. He came out, it sounded like a big slab fell to the ground on the other side of this door that he originally opened up, that monster. Maybe we can re find something in there, some way to defeat it. Maybe it's another, maybe it's another tunnel of sorts. Yeah, I think, the two of us might best go in there and use our knowledge. We'll use one candle and try to read anything as fast as we can to see if we can defeat this creature. That Maybe. sounds like a plan. Yeah, does, this thing, does it look like the mythical animal that was next to the black pharaoh? That's what your guess is. That's what whatever that picture represented. So maybe the, the letters on that mural might give us some hint as to how to handle this thing. Nefrenka? Nefrenka. Nefrenka was probably the name of the Black Pharaoh, but there was that language uh, next to it that you translated. Maybe well, that's we, most definitely the Guardian that was mentioned. Yeah, maybe or, if we reread that, there might be some clue in there that we missed earlier. Maybe. Something do, I, like I, do I recall it mentioning some sort of trial? So this could maybe be a trial of sorts. I remember reading that in the passageway. Yeah, Tom, can you display that for us again? If you go back in the antechamber, yeah. Yeah, let's go back and look at that. <laughs> All right. So you go back into the antechamber and you hold up the, uh, the candle. I am the eye that sees beyond the present. In darkness is revealed to me the truth of things hidden. I stand at a great height and look down upon all. Let the gods look upon me and tremble, for they are like fodder beneath my feet. Time is meaningless. I wait. I am patient. For all these things will pass away. Only I will remain. I walk the land pure and serene, and the darkness follows me. All is ready. All is prepared. Let my obedient servants sleep until I come. His trial is past. He is proven worthy. Let him be tied to the earth, though ages upon ages past. Through his faithful beating heart, strong of body, eager to feast, awaiting the return of his master. So who is speaking there? Is that the Black Pharaoh? I would assume so, yeah. And the thing he's referring to is is that possibly the mythical beast? Most definitely. Okay. Well, I'm going to go into the. I'm going. I'll take my my candle, and I'm going to go into the room that 
this creature emerged from. Okay. I'm going to try to find something of value, something that can help us defeat this thing. Uh, you step up onto the dais. Uh, the large stone slab has been slid to the side. Uh, you look inside, and this chamber is uh, somewhat rectangular and angles off from where the, the door chamber is. Um, in the center of the room <laughs> is a huge sarcophagus. Um, it looks like it's actually a sarcophagus within a sarcophagus within a sarcophagus. Um, you count seven sarcophagi. Uh, the ones on the outside seem to be made of wood and they're covered in pictograms, but they have been partly smashed, looks like from the inside out. Uh, the inside sarcophagus is made of stone and the lid has in fact been pushed to the side and that's probably the sound you heard as it smashed into the floor. Okay. Um, do a spot hidden. Uh, oh, is this good? 65, <sighs> I'm pretty good at it though. Spot hidden. Oh, 65 for 65, boom, nailed it. Okay. Uh, you do notice that there are two rather elaborately decorated uh, ship oars uh, against this, the wall. They're kind of crisscrossed. Um, the, the, there's paintings on the walls. Um, and uh, you can also see that there is another archway on the, to, to your right leading out of this room. It's a much smaller archway, hmm. like man-sized archway, and it's open. Okay. Um, oh, is, has anyone, Professor, Professor, can you come in and try translating this? Maybe we can find something in on this. To, yeah, to I'll follow in and have a look to see what, what I can find. All right. When you look at the, the hieroglyphs and the writing and the, the, the pictograms, they're all of abominable things. Um, they show the creature uh, tearing apart people, eating children, uh, toppling buildings, uh, massacring thousands. Uh, everything is blood and torn flesh. Uh, and the creature is at the center of it all. Um, the, the hieroglyphs, the hieroglyphs, once again, seem to be somewhat gibberish. Like they're in hieroglyphs, but they're in a foreign language written in hieroglyphs, if that makes any sense. Um, you might be able to translate them, but it would take you years. Yeah, translate. not enough time. Um, is, does, do I see anything whatsoever about resolve, or does this seem to be like depicting it's like destiny, so to speak? Like this is to happen? Um, it, it seems like this room is entirely dedicated to the beast. Um, when you combine it with the stuff on the outside, it's, it's definite that this Nephrin Ka, that this was his war creature of some sort. Um, I should probably make a sanity for realizing this thing could be Responsible for utter death, destruction, the death of thousands, and if yeah. it got out, yeah, that's exactly, what it would do. 
yeah, so we have to kill it. We, we, we can't. I'm, I'm totally on board with Cassim. Uh, you could do a sample. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> see if I'm even able to explain that to them. And you also, like I say, you also see that there is a little archway leading out on, on your right-hand side. Uh, that was a fail again. Okay, just, just, just do two, two points of damage. Two do, points. Would I do that as well? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, take take a couple points of damage. You're getting low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, and that is a fail. So Through the archway, go. then? Yeah, let's check out the archway. I, I, I'm, yeah, Dr. Holden's just starting to get desperate, like trying to find anything that uh, can be used to kill this thing. But over time is running out. I mean, we can't, we've got like maybe 10 or 15 minutes before this thing might start escaping. All right. As you step to the, the door, uh, who's going to go through the door first? Uh, I'll probably date. Okay. Do a luck roll. Yes, that's a pass. Okay. All right, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, uh, Samuel, what are you doing? Um... Well, I'm just, I'm just kind of, uh, just really standing there. I think I'm kind of in a, in a state of shock. In a state of shock. At, 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 at all of this, um, not really knowing what to do, precisely. Well, in that case, why don't you do a sanity roll? It's overwhelming you. All right. Can't roll under seventy tonight. Um, so I did fail that. All right. Um, Take a couple points of damage. You're you're unnerved. You're you're thinking how much nicer it would be to be home. Right now. <laughs> no nice no amount of fame and money would would pay for for this horror. No, um, it's, it's it's definitely not what I read about in uh, in the 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 stories of Tutankhamun's. Right. Uh, Gideon and Kasim, what are you guys up to? You guys are watching the creature, but what else are you doing? Oh, you're, you're muted. Yeah, while the others are exploring the inner tomb, I was standing guard. Same here. At the entrance uh, to where the antechamber okay. was. So I'm standing guard and trying to keep an eye or listen for the, the monster. Right. And... Uh, uh, do an idea roll. Kasim, you're the same? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so both of us? You can do an idea roll as well. Failed. Um, 65, oh, 62. 62, and I have a 65 intelligence. Okay. You realize that the creature seems to want to get out. And at the moment, it's vulnerable. It's facing away from you trying to get out the door. Mm -hmm. It's still not succeeding. It's, but it, seems, it seems relentless. I, I look it up to and go, I don't think I can get through that door. And it's vulnerable right now. We should take advantage of this and get it in the back. We probably can get a free thrust or you can get, you know, we almost, you could get point blank range and I can thrust right into it. That's true. Let's tell the others. Okay. 
when you look back into the other room, you see Samuel there, but you don't know where uh, Professor Connell and uh, Professor Holden have gone. Oh, no. We and may need to take care of this ourselves. I don't think we should split up. It's already split up. Well, let's, I mean, you follow, and I should... let's follow them to see where they went. Well, if we're going to make a, a final stand against this thing, let's do it all together. Uh, it might stop and come after us. That's right. But five attacking it or better than two attacking it. All right. So I'll follow them. All right. Uh, Dr. Samuel, they seem to be going to follow. Are you going to follow as well? I, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So the three of you are walking towards the tomb, the, the, the burial chamber entrance. And as you step inside, you see this coffin, this uh, sarcophagus on the ground with numerous other coffins around it that have been broken open. Uh, there's horrible, <coughs> horrible scenes of violence and destruction all around you with the creature at the head. And you see the two of them about to go through this little archway. In fact, um, uh, Professor Connell has stepped through and there is a clanky sound as he steps through. And uh, oh, no, Professor, Connell, uh, Professor Connell, as you look down, you realize that there's maybe two feet of floor space in front of you. And the rest of this room is filled with gold <coughs> and jewels and, <coughs> and cups and things that are, that are, you know, Egyptian, just treasure unimaginable. Uh, the room only is about 10 by 10. Jesus but there it is. Um, it, this is this is the fucking treasure. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, what do we do, Holden? Do you, do you think we should look around to see if there's anything of use? Oh yeah, um, yes, of course. Uh, so start. I snap out of it for a moment and, uh, and start looking around. Anything sharp is here, or, or actually, I've got the axe, so. I mean, the, every every single thing in here is an artifact, a priceless, you know, <laughs> artifact. Um, in fact, it's not neatly stacked. It almost looks like this is, you know, pirate's booty. It's like whoever this pharaoh was, he just kept amassing this this amount of stuff to where it was just spilling over on the floor. Um, I'd like you both to do a listen roll. As the other three, you come up behind them and you see what they're looking at. Because that little candle is just glinting on. <coughs> I, uh, uh, heavy fail, 98. I'm going to spend one luck point to make that a pass. Okay. You think at first that it's that Dr. Uh, Holden is so excited despite the horror and danger out here and the gold, that you can hear his heart beating in his chest. And then you realize the sound isn't coming from the doctor. It's coming from something inside the room. 
uh, it, does it sound like like ticking or like it sounds, a it like sounds, a beat? It sounds like a five five five. This is fantastic, five, Professor. Look at all of this. Do you hear that? <coughs> the steady pulse. Can you hear it? There's yeah. something in here I think of great importance. Um, there is. Can a- I can I try and like? Is there any way I can attempt to like locate where the sound is coming from? Um, sure. Do another uh, listen roll. Sure. Do you want me to push it if that makes it fair, rather than re-rolling it? Um, <coughs> if you fail, you won't find it, and you'll probably hurt yourself. Um, okay. You can you can roll it, but you can use luck. I'll step in deeper into the room. I'll pick up like a, a smaller item and check it out. This is amazing. Uh, I think I'm going to dump like most of my luck into this to make it a pass. Okay. Um, or do I require a hard success to locate it? No. Go ahead. Okay. I, uh, I dump 30 points of luck then to make that a pass. Okay. Um, there is a chest. Um half buried in uh, gold trinkets um, about five feet from you and you're almost dead sure that it's coming from inside that chest. Dr. Holden, it's coming from here. Can you hear it now? The sound? Let me see. I'm, I'm not sure. It's, is did, that, did not the scripture say something about it's hot? Or it I maybe think you can, might be right. Maybe we can stab the heart in the chest and kill the monster. Oh, if it's that easy. My favorite looks on us. Uh, does, the, does the chest look simple enough to open? Like there's no locking mechanism? or It doesn't look like there's any kind of locking mechanism. Okay, I attempt to open it then. All right. I would like you all to do uh, listen rolls. Listen Zero seven. Pass. No. Nope. All right. I think zero seven <laughs> is a really good call. Um, as you are reaching for the uh, the chest, uh, Gideon suddenly tells you all to shh. He says the creature is not trying to get out. It's stopped. It might be on its way back. Open that chest so we can step. I make haste. I have my knife. I've got my candle. You open up the chest, and inside there are five canopic jars. Um, They're made out of gold, and the top of each has a different animal. Uh, The first one is a falcon's head, the second a crocodile, the third is an ibis, and the last one is a wolf. I'm just, the fifth, fourth one is a wolf. The fifth one has an inverted unk, and you are almost dead sure that there is something thumping inside that last canopic jar. Smash it. There, there was the same amount of uh, sarcophagus like corresponding to that number in the other room. Is that right? 
I'll say that again. So like the, the amount of uh, canoptic jars, is there the same amount of sarcophagi in the no, next there room? Were, there were seven okay. sarcophagi. I present it to Holden, almost like press it to his face. God, it's just, I'm an archeologist. I, I, the thought of destroying this kills me, but I think it's our only hope. Well, you know that canopic jars would have hold, held the organs of something that mm. was mummified, or in this case. Uh, um, you should be able to open <clears throat> them without breaking them. Yeah, I try to unscrew the lid. Okay. I have my trowel in the other hand at the ready. I have the copish ready. I have my okay. hunting knife ready. As you, as you open the lid, inside of it, glistening, gooey, is what looks like a very large animal heart. Uh, it is thumping. And as you look down at it, you can hear the creature in the other room. It's, it's entered the, the, uh, the, uh, the burial chamber. Uh, it's not too far behind you. You can hear it sniffing the ground or the air, uh, trying to locate you. What do you do? I'm going to stab that heart. Okay. It's an iron ever. I yeah. hold it. I don't think that you need to roll because it's in your hands. Um, you're going to stab it with? I'm going to stab. I'm going to use a copish if I can get there. Okay. Well, the copish is, I guess it could work. Um, it's a little awkward, but you, you plunge the copish into the heart. And as you do, the creature screams, it roars, and you hear a huge thump as the creature sinks to the ground uh, and stops moving. Allah be praised. Oh my God. Allah Two hours later, the men start moving the stone out from in front of the entrance. You can oh. you can hear it gr you hear it grinding. Uh, it it terrifies you at first to hear more stone grinding, but then you realize that that's what it is. You can see light streaming in, uh, the afternoon sun shining in, and the slab is lifted and you are all rescued you all managed to survive oh my god oh and my god. the treasure the the creature by the way seems to sort of disintegrate it turns to dust but you have more treasure than you could ever imagine and you become famous and that's the end of our story <laughs> well done Wow. wow. The real treasure was the memories we lost. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, if you are watching this for the first time, this is the fourth time we've run it. Uh, it's run a little long, so I'm going to call it there. If you'd like to see some explanation, go watch the end of any one of the other episodes, and, uh, and you can see it there, uh, and, and we'll discuss it after afterwards uh so <clears throat> our players our players included 
Julian Arba, Stuart Lively, Mark Fusco, uh, Oren Mayer, and Gary Welsh, with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh... The costs involved with our show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find our, a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Call of Cthulhu World Fun Game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.